What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Guess what, Mango? What's that, Will? So did you know that when Abe Lincoln created the Secret Service, they actually weren't meant to be presidential bodyguards? Huh. Then why were they created? Well, their whole reason was to suppress counterfeiters, which is, of course, ironic. It was actually the day of his assassination or that morning that Lincoln signed the legislation to create this department. But the Secret Service's job was actually to go after all the fake money that was in circulation. And in the process of this, they were targeting groups like the KKK. You know, these guys were perpetrating financial frauds against the government just left and right. And They'd also go around training law officials and educating consumers about things like fake bills. That's pretty crazy. So their focus actually shifted over time? Yeah, so their duties changed when McKinley was shot, and and there was this clear need to protect the president. So Congress asked them to take that on. But, you know, for decades, the Secret Service was actually part of the Treasury Department. In fact, at the time they launched, it's estimated that between one-third to one-half of the American money in circulation was counterfeit. So it's obviously Whoa, a huge <laughs> problem. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's just the first of nine facts we've got today about money. So let's dive in. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Will Pearson. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mangesh Hatikater. And sitting behind that soundproof glass, organizing his Monopoly money, but organizing it in a billfold. I, I don't know if you've ever played Monopoly with Tristan I Mango, but not. <laughs> he honestly thinks the only way to carry around and organize his Monopoly money is with this fancy billfold that he has. But um, anyway, that's our friend and producer, Tristan McNeil. So, Mango, I know we're talking about strange currencies and and things that are tangentially related to cash, but when we were talking earlier about how we were trying to raise money as kids, I, I forgot to ask you, did you actually collect an allowance as a kid? 
I didn't. It, it wasn't how like my family functioned. And I don't know of that many Indian families and, and kids that got allowance growing up. But I do know that my friends were always interested in like money-making schemes. Which doesn't surprise me, or I can imagine you doing this, but I'm curious, like, what, what are some examples of your, your get-rich schemes? I mean, there were so many bad ideas. That dog magazine newspaper I started was one of them. Uh, I remember, like, when I was in second grade, my cousins and I always used to write plays, and we'd force our parents to sit and watch them, but then we'd also ask for, like, money for the tickets, and that just feels like doubly bad for the parents who had to sit through these <laughs> awful plays and of course. had to give us a quarter to, to watch or whatever. But, you know, my, my friend Howard and I had this scheme, and this was later when we were in sixth grade, we saw that um, Reader's Digest used to pay like $50 or $100 for jokes that they'd publish. And we had this whole idea that, you know, we were these sophisticated sixth graders. <laughs> Our jokes were far too good. But, you know, maybe if we approached the fourth graders, got them to tell us their best jokes, then we could just turn <laughs> around and sell those to Reader's Digest for this immense profit. Nice. But, you know, right. we were kind of too lazy to actually enact it. But, you know, when you think about it, it's not like Reader's Digest was just thinking, you know, we really need a lot of jokes about underwear and broccoli. And <laughs> if people submit it, we'll just pay for all of them. So it really wasn't a well thought out scheme. Yeah, but pretty funny. Actually, you know, our, our friend Joe did that episode of Committed where the story is about this woman who falls in love and marries this homeless gentleman. And it's a great story, but, you know, one of the parts I found most memorable was that he was always on the hunt for loose change. I remember them talking about this in the episode that when they'd go on the walks, he'd always be looking down or looking around in different places. And that's because he was always hunting for money. And he said he'd find something like 80 euros a week that way. And huh. So I, I was actually looking up a fact about this. And Americans actually throw out over $60 million in coins every single year. Which is staggering. Like, I, I can't imagine how rich we'd all be if we went home and searched our couches today. <laughs> no kidding. Well, that is my second fact this morning. So I, I think it's time I give you a turn. So what do you want to kick things off with? Well, how about sticking with your counterfeit idea? And let's talk a little bit about super notes, which are a series of counterfeit $50 and more often $100 notes. And these are super impressive. They're printed on this cotton fiber, so they feel like money. And according to Slate, they have just the right amount of blue and red fibers in it. These are the features that the government uses for security. So it ends up being really hard to spot in the wild. And, you know, the government now has ways of detecting these. But for a while in the 90s and 2000s, it caused a lot of chaos. And the reason they're in existence has been debated. So some people actually think it goes back to some printing equipment that the Shah of Iran bought from the U.S. in the 1970s. And somehow that equipment was sold off to a different country and then duplicated elsewhere. And the government isn't sure where this started. But what we do know is who profited from the super notes. And clearly, that's North Korea. Officials actually believe that the rogue nation has made over $25 million by printing and circulating the fake currency. And in fact, just last year, there were these newly printed notes discovered at a South Korean bank. And it's made authorities nervous that the North Koreans are at it again. Hmm. Well, I'm going to stick with that theme. Actually, I just read this, uh, an article about this, that Adobe Photoshop actually detects if you're trying to edit an image of currency and it won't let you manipulate it or, or print it, which is, you know, actually pretty smart. Yeah. And apparently the website Hyperallergic discovered that when they tried to scan a Canadian $5 bill into the system, this was a few years ago they did this story, they even detected the bill where a minister on the note was altered to look like Spock. And so it wouldn't let the author pull the image in. And actually, this is true for a lot of international currencies. That's really cool. Like... 
I don't think I realized that that software in particular was capable of deciphering what you're working on. But yeah. I do feel like if you're a dumb criminal, like Photoshop and Xerox machines are the first place you're going to go, right? Definitely, definitely. So speaking of international currency, uh, here's a cute one. So uh, a couple of years ago, there was this petition online that was circulated to rename the Australian dollar, and people wanted to call it the dollary do. Which I guess <laughs> is based on a Simpsons joke. Simpsons, yeah. <laughs> and I, I love it. But, uh, you know, the Australian site, Nine.com, pointed out that this actually isn't the first time that the Australian government has ignored suggestions for renaming the money, even though they got 50,000 signatures. So way back in the 60s, uh, Australia stopped using the pound and they switched to a new currency. And at the time, the government decided to crowdsource ideas for a currency name. And the public came up with a lot of ideas. And here's part of the list. They wanted to call it the Oz, the Koala, the Emu, the Boomer, the Kanga, <laughs> the Roo, of course, the Dinkum, which is my personal favorite. Right. That's a good one. And the Quid, spelled K-W-I-D for some reason. I guess that's right, Australian right. for Quid. <laughs> but uh, the government, of course, in the end, just settled on Australian dollar. I'm glad they did such a big brainstorm to come up with uh, the Australian dollar. <laughs> but uh, All right, well, I've got a really gross one here. You know, I'm kind of a germaphobe, but this was a 2017 study, and researchers were taking these $1 notes, and they would swab them, and, and they got these from a bank in New York City. And what they were trying to do was just to see what was living on these bills. And they found hundreds of species of microorganisms, which isn't that shocking, but they found things like E. coli, salmonella, Bacteria from people's privates, oh. <laughs> which is, I don't really know exactly. All this money what's comes going from strip clubs, all these $1 I, I, don't, I don't know where they're coming from. But anyway, one of the most abundant was actually the strain that causes acne. Oh, that's so gross. Also, money is so dirty. I think about this all the time because, uh, you know, I used to work as a clerk at a video store and, and people would always hand you change. And I remember just counting quarters. At the end of it, my hands would be filthy. It was so gross. Yeah, it's, pre it's pretty gross. Well, you know, the research shows that banknotes that use plastic polymers, and these are like the ones they use in Canada and also Australia, I think, they end up being much cleaner than the U.S. bills. Which is really interesting. I, I, I do wonder if uh, people have clearer skin in those countries as a result, if they're not Maybe touching so. this Maybe so. I don't know. We'll have to conduct a study. <laughs> well, here's a fact that I like. Have you ever heard of Berkshire's? Berkshires. Mm -hmm. So this was a currency that got started in the Berkshires in uh, Massachusetts, and this was in 2006. And the idea was that they wanted to have their own regional currency to encourage people to buy locally. So you can actually take your federal currency, which is U.S. dollars, and, and then go to one of the five regional banks there that supports this and exchange 95 cents for one Berkshire. And the idea is that you'll spend more in one of the 400 local shops that accepts it. The idea is to promote, I, I don't know, like like buying from your local toy store over Amazon or supporting like the farmer's markets or whatever, and mm -hmm. then foster community in the process. And I, I don't know, it's a really fun idea. But yeah. another aspect of it that's interesting is because the money's new, uh, you can put whatever you want on it. So uh, some of the bills have Mohicans on them. Uh, they've got W.E.B. Du Bois. Uh, Norman Rockwell is on the bill. Uh, huh. I don't know. I haven't seen these, but but they seem really fun. All right, well, I know we got a couple more facts to go, but why don't we take a little break first? Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. 
Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You know, Mango, during the break, you and I were talking about how we both have so many one-line facts that belong in this category. So I I feel like we should change the format a little bit here. I hope it doesn't make listeners too dizzy if we do this, but (laughs) we're going to abandon that commitment to just nine facts and maybe do a little rapid fire back and forth. What do you say? Yeah, I'm totally for this. So uh, why don't I kick it off? Did you know that Teddy Roosevelt hated putting the phrase, in God we trust on money? He actually thought it was sacrilegious. Well, Ben Franklin, I know, would agree because the first coins he printed were engraved with the phrase, mind your business. <laughs> I love the idea of mind your business on your money. <laughs> yeah. So, so some of the first American coins known as half dimes, a.k.a. nickels, were made from George and Martha Washington's recycled silverware. Isn't that amazing? Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you know you can actually help reduce the national debt by donating money to the U.S. Department of the Treasury? They actually accept donations. And every year, believe it or not, a lot of people actually donate. Do we do we need to like link to a GoFundMe <laughs> so that people can know how to donate to the uh, to the Treasury? I'm sure people will be racing to give money to the yeah. Treasury. Yeah. So U.S. bills used to be considerably larger and people often referred to them as horse blankets. 
So I I know you're probably curious about this. If you want to use it in a sentence, you might say something like, do you have any horse blankets on you? I need to get some Fritos from the vending machine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that's exactly (laughs) what you would say. But um, All right, well, the highest denomination of U.S. currency that's ever been produced is the $100,000 gold certificate. And they made it for a very short time in the 1930s. You know, around the time of the Great Depression seems like a great time to make a (laughs) $100,000 gold certificate. So Larry Summers, who used to be the Treasury Secretary, I'm sure you remember him from his work at Harvard, he's pushed this idea that the government should discontinue the $100 bill because it makes illegal transactions so much easier. So there's people pushing for removing the penny from circulation and the $100 bill. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, apparently the bill with the shortest lifespan of any denomination is the $10 bill. And that's because it gets handled the most. So a typical $10 bill will only stay in circulation for about four and a half years. That's crazy. I've actually read that it takes something like 4,000 double folds on a bill for it to tear. But how does that compare to other bills? Which is actually, just think about that. That's one more reminder of just how many people are touching a bill oh. over some <laughs> period of time. You know, it surprised me a little bit because I, I didn't realize that the $10 bill was the most handled until I saw that fact recently or, or you know, passed around the most. I would have thought it would have been the one, but the one lasts for about a year longer, so about five and a half years in circulation. Huh. Well, here's one I like about Rembrandt and how gullible he was. Uh, apparently, his students used to regularly punk him by painting fake coins on the floor just to watch him try to pick them up. I have to wonder, like, how long did this work for? I mean, I understand <laughs> being gullible and falling for it once, maybe twice, but then you start to get in the, like, why are you still falling for this territory? But uh, anyway, that's an amusing fact, so I, I feel like I want to give this round to you. Terrific. And uh, actually, I was going to ask for more money facts from our listeners, and we just got one yesterday by coincidence from the wonderful Beverly McIntosh, and this is what she wrote in. In Britain, wealthy people were usually buried inside the church under the stone floor. As the bodies gassed off, the smell would come up through the floor, thus instigating the phrase, stinking rich. So <laughs> I love that. I, I feel like <laughs> phrase origins are always a little murky to, to yeah. uh, you know, decipher. But I, I really like that story and just how disgusting it is. So That's a great story. Beverly, check your mail because we want to Pony Express you something fun. And for the rest of you out there, keep sending in those facts from Will, Tristan, me, and the rest of us at Part-Time Genius. Thank you so much for listening. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. 
It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.